Hello, and welcome to my inaugural and probably only podcast, but that's okay. My name is Ward Westray, and I'm a member of the Stevenson Center, Illinois State. And I'm a member of the Applied Community and Economic Development, or ACID, program. The Stevenson Center at Illinois State University promotes community and community and economic development in the United States and abroad. The center cultivates leaders in public service through a unique combination of interdisciplinary coursework, research, professional practice, and community collaboration. Fellows complete one calendar year of full-time graduate coursework and then 11 months of hands-on professional practice with communities or organizations needing their skills. This means that half of the time in the two-year master's degree program is spent in direct service as part of the professional practice. Stevenson Center alumni go on to work in a wide variety of leadership roles in nonprofits and in local, state, and federal government. The combination of training, research, and hands-on experience positions Stevenson Center students to be uniquely, uniquely competitive in the job market. So that is my little plug for the Stevenson Center program here at Illinois State. It's a great program. I'm currently in the middle of it, as I mentioned. It's my second year. I am a graduate student studying political science. And my background is actually not all congressional campaigns or fundraising or whatever you might think about a political science student. It's actually in public service and the nonprofit sector. And that actually ties very well into my whole purpose of being here at the Stevenson Center, which is that the center only accepts students who have completed beforehand at least one year of public service. Usually something akin to AmeriCorps or the Peace Corps, or just working at some nonprofit for a certain year. Um, so I've done that for two years, and in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about that. So my two different positions I've done are both AmeriCorps programs. That's what got me into the Stevenson Center, which is a wonderful program, by the way. And the first of these programs is called AmeriCorps National Civilian Community Corps, or NCCC. And the second one is a AmeriCorps state-slash-national position. And this position was in Boston, Massachusetts, or more specifically, Lynn, Massachusetts, which is a suburb of Boston, basically. So those are my two years, and then I took one year off to work, and then I joined the Stevenson Center in the fall of 2018. So I took one year of classes there, and then my second year is right now. I'm actually currently in Houston, Texas, as part of my professional practice. I'm with a nonprofit social service agency called Change Happens, which is located in the Third Ward area of Texas. But for the most part today, I'm going to be talking about my past experiences, my experiences with the two AmeriCorps positions, again, NCCC, or National Civilian Community Corps, and then the state-slash-national position in Boston, Massachusetts. But between this all, I just wanted to brag a little bit about how many cities and states I've lived in because I've really have been all over the place in the last 10 years, and it's been quite a ride, so I feel like I'd brag a bit. <laughs> so I've, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I moved to Des Moines, Iowa when I was 18 for undergraduate degree in international relations at Drake University. And from then on, I actually lived in D.C. for about half a year as part of an internship at Drake, part, sort of a study away, if you will, if not quite study abroad. And then after graduating Drake, I did National Civilian Community Corps, 
wherein I lived in Sacramento, California, San Jose, California, Luhue, Hawaii, which is an island, um, the Kauai Island in Hawaii, and then Grass Valley, California, which is north of Sacramento, Angeles Oaks, California, which is near San Bernardino and Big Bear, kind of in the mountains east of Los Angeles, and then Lynn, Massachusetts, then Bloomington, Illinois, for my Illinois State first year classes, and now Houston, Texas currently. So I've done and seen quite a lot over the years, and hopefully I'll come back to Minneapolis at some point in the future, but for now I'm in the thick of it. And all of this, though, all my experiences really since graduating college have been oriented around public service and service to others, and that's the whole tenet of the AmeriCorps programs, and that's the whole tenet of the Illinois State Stevenson Center program as well. So it's a great fit for me. I'm really happy I'm here. And I think my AmeriCorps experiences, both of them, through good and bad, set me up very well for the the grit and the determination that's needed for life in public service and community development, which is what the Stevenson Center tries to foster in their students. So if you'll join me on a quick trip through Nostalgia Lane, I'm going to reminisce a bit about my AmeriCorps experiences um, a few years ago, I think four years ago now exactly, which is, gosh, time flies. So if I were to interview myself about my AmeriCorps experiences, if somebody else were to listen who might want to go into AmeriCorps, for instance, actually one of my coworkers had this exact question about her son. So if you're listening out there, coworker's son, then heed my advice. What was the most rewarding aspect of my two AmeriCorps positions, respectively? Well, I think with NCCC, just in general, having a lot of physical labor work and getting hands-on experience with stuff was really great. And moreover, getting to talk to people in the community who are who affected by that work or involved with it was really rewarding. For instance, in Hawaii, when we lived in Hawaii for half a year, we worked with Habitat for Humanity, and we built houses by hand, a lot of stuff like roofing, um, shingling, siding, all that jazz. And I learned a lot. I knew nothing about that, but I learned a fair amount. And you got to actually work with the homeowners whose affordable housing you were helping to build, because that was part of their agreement as well with Habitat, was that they would come out and help build the house themselves, too. So in short, you saw this tangible difference in the life of somebody else, and you were helping towards that goal. And it was really, really rewarding to see that happen on a daily basis. Another one of our projects involved cleaning up trash in San Jose, California, at this one riverbed called the Coyote River. And it went into the bay. It was in the Bay Area of California. And there were a lot of former homeless encampments in this area along the Coyote Creek in San Jose. And our job, our team, we had 10 people on our team, I believe, we would go up and basically haul trash out every day. I think by the end of the project, we had 40, I want to say, tons of trash hauled out from that riverbed. So every day we're down there in the creek, just getting our hands dirty, blood, sweat, <laughs> tears, all that, poison oak too. And, you know, eventually we would come up and we'd look at these areas we cleaned afterwards and see what a difference we made. And that was just really rewarding. So I really appreciated that. And then at the end of the project, the mayor of San Jose actually invited us to City Hall during one of their meetings and gave us a commendation. And I got to step up and actually speak a few words live streamed in front of the entire City Hall of the Mayor. 
which was no big deal, I'm sure, to most people. But for me, I was a 22-year-old kid, fresh out of college, basically, and had no experience public speaking. And my parents happened to watch that on live stream, too. And the entire thing was just pretty surreal and really memorable. And lastly, I think I'd like to talk about a project in Grass Valley, California, or Auburn. It's an area north of Sacramento. And that was our third project out of four projects that year. And the main project there, the main work we were doing, was clearing something called the Himalayan blackberry. And it's basically an invasive species of blackberry. And it's a scourge of the entire, the entire area. Um, it chokes out local fauna, and it gets everywhere, and it, it hurts like a devil, too. And we were in that blackberry thicket every day, um, working for a, a land trust called Placer Land Trust, and they had this really they had really great um, lands they owned and to protect, and a lot of it unfortunately was infested by invasive species such as this blackberry most prominently. So we were in there using um, every tool imaginable basically and just hacking this stuff to bits. And at the end of that project, you know, we had cleared a really large swath of their, their land and a lot of their different um, preserves. And we actually made a little vaudeville silent film <laughs> comedy movie about this remo removal that involved using our, our PPE, our personal protective equipment. And we showed that to our project sponsors, the land trust people, and they absolutely loved it. And that was a great, really memorable thing to do. And I still look back upon that once a year or so because it was just really special. Moving on to my Boston experience in terms of really memorable and rewarding memories I have. I made a lot of really good friendships with my clients. I, I forgot to mention I, I worked with a refugee resettlement agency in Boston called the International Institute of New England. And during my 11 months there, I worked in reception and placement services, which basically meant providing for the first 90 days of resettlement needs of resettled refugees in that area in Boston. So things like housing and food and employment classes and English services, just helping them get registered for all of that and connecting them to the right people and just being a reliable person who's there for them every day. So I would see the people really just fresh off the airplane, sometimes even picking them up from the airport um, in the country and helping them get them adjusted to life in Boston and the United States. And something that made this experience so meaningful to me, I think, was that I was entirely alone and new to that area too, which is not comparable to coming from a different country in obviously much different circumstance being a refugee under the UNHCR. But in some sense, I think I could relate to my own clients in that I was a newcomer. You know, I was very isolated myself. I was just coming off of the year in NCCC, which was very group-based and very group-oriented. And this Boston experience, I was very alone a lot of the time, I'll be honest. So um, I kind of developed an affinity with my clients and was on the same wavelength of them a lot of the time I felt. You know, we were both new to the city and we were both figuring things out. So I felt a certain empathy with my clients, I would like to think, a lot of the time. And a lot of them I became great friends with and I still communicate with to this day. And two particular funny memories I have, one of them is funny I should say. One of them is going to Salem, Massachusetts with a client to help apply for food stamps, which is a pretty regular thing. 
and that we applied for food stamps all the time. This is where you went to apply for food stamps. But Salem, of course, as you know, is the site of the Salem Witch Trials in the 17th century. But my clients, who, you know, I didn't expect them to know this facet of American history, I, I told them this fact. I told one of them, um, I was actually translating from in French, and I told him that there would be witches in this town. <laughs> and this guy freaked out. He was, oh my gosh, are there witches still here? Where are they? Show me the witches. And it took me a couple minutes um, to explain to him, no, no, no you know, it's a historical fact, I guess, <laughs> that happened. And there are no longer any witches in residing in Salem at this point. <laughs> so I just found that funny. And secondly, um, on a more heartfelt note, towards the end of my time there, a couple of my clients who I've seen, um, I met them the very first week I was there, actually, so in September of 2016, and I was about to leave, and they invited me over for dinner, and they just had me there, and they, they cooked so, so well, and I just had some really great, really great conversations with them, and had a meeting with them as more of a friend, and no longer as much of a case manager like I was before, and that I felt really marked a transition in our relationship from client case manager to just, just equals to friends, which I'd always wanted us to become in the first place. But, you know, when you're somebody's case manager, you, you have to set boundaries at the same time. But now nowadays, we're, we're really great friends and they're still doing well. They still live in Boston, um, all three of those guys. I'm really proud of them. And that was just a few of my clients in that case. But every one of my clients, um, to a T, I was very deeply involved with their lives. And they were mine during that time there. And it was just a very special connection. So I did not have that sense of group camaraderie and getting your hands dirty like I did in NCCC the year beforehand. But my experience in Boston was very unique, and it came at a very interesting political time, too, I should say. Um, and I that basically formed my career. Um, I'm still aiming to return to the world of refugee resettlement in the future. And the year after I left Boston, I actually worked for another resettlement agency in Minneapolis, St. Paul, where I'm from originally, for a brief time. So I think NCCC was really the foundational experience of my life in terms of directing me towards a life of service to, to others. And the second year, the subsequent year in Boston, solidified what exactly I wanted to do with that, how exactly I wanted to help people, and one way in which you could do that. And I got to practice my French and Arabic to boot, which is really fun on a daily basis. So I think that's all the time I have for now. But I hope this inspired you a little bit to join AmeriCorps if you are able to or want to. Or just to research more about it or um, look at other opportunities too. There's always the Peace Corps and Senior Corps. Look up the Corporation for National and Community Service if you want more information about that because they have a lot of great programs out there. And also look up the Illinois State Stevenson Center for Applied Community and Economic Development as well. Well, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.